Hey, ringers, welcome to episode 107 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. I am your co-host, Danielle. And I'm your other co-host, Dan. What are we talking about today, (laughs) D-Money? Well, we're talking about a lot of stuff today, Dan. Usually, we like to focus very specific topics for every single episode. And honestly, this episode, we are truly, truly peeling back the veil, as Dan likes to say, and really talking through the state of the wedding industry right now. We're getting vulnerable. We're sharing a lot of what's happening behind the scenes so that you can make really good decisions, educated decisions as you continue to navigate the wedding planning process. Because let's face it, we've said wedding planning before has always been very difficult and very stressful. And right now it is on the Jumanji level setting. Um, And until it balances out, there are some causes and effects at play that we think you should know about. And as always, information is really helpful to help you navigate from a place of compassion and understanding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we are seeing (laughs) so many of you ringers out there just asking questions and really we're all in this together. And whether you've been postponing or whether you have been in the thick of it, or whether you're just entering the process, the wedding industry looks a little bit different. And that is one of the reasons why we have our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, you can become a really a supporter of the show. We call it the Ringer Club. And what that does is one, it gives you some access to us where we can be like your little wedding gurus, your secret weapon in your back pocket, where if you have any questions, um, you head into our Facebook group, The Ringer Club, and can ask us questions We're in there. We try to get right on top of everything and answer you. But also, you know, now we've been doing this for a little over five years at the time of recording. And the whole goal is to keep this show sustainable and to allow us to bring this information to more couples. So by supporting the show, by being a part of The Ringer Club, you're also supporting future couples to be able to hopefully get rid of some FOMO, get rid of all the stuff that's very easily distracting out there about wedding planning and focus on joy. So check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. And without further ado, let's jump in. Planning a wedding is hard work. Am I right? But you are not alone. Welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DP Knack Events. I'm Dan Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. Together, we are two wedding pros with a fork ton of experience sharing our best tips and tricks and downright sensible advice for a wedding that feels good to you. Plain and simple, we got your back. Hey, Dan, are you ready? Let's do this. Day at the man. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I thought you were going to bring this in. (laughs) I know. I'm fired up. You're back from vacation. I'm excited to have you back. How long? Has it been like a week? No, 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 not a week. Sorry. I think it's been almost a month since we recorded, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. You ringers out there, you won't know any different, right? Like we record things a couple times in advance, but yeah. So like seeing your face today, we had a lot of catching up to do before the podcast started recording and everything. And yeah, I got back from vacation and I was saying how I bought brand new computers and I'm just like using this as a complete reset, right? Like It just feels good when you get back from vacation, if it's a good vacation, to have that moment of like, all right, like big deep breath. And now you maybe have a little bit of clarity or something, you know? Yeah. Well, while you were away on vacation, I was just over here turning out weddings. Slaving away. (laughs) Making things happen. But I'm excited that you're coming back from vacation with a fresh mind because 
quite frankly, and to be super transparent, we're covering a very interesting topic on today's episode. And one that it's not an easy topic to cover, right? But as Dan and I, as we both talk to our fellow friends in this industry, and we talk through all these different things that are happening in the world, I, and I know Dan, you said the same thing, we're seeing consistencies across the board with what's happening as a result of, depending on where you're at in the process, but as a result of us starting to come out of COVID and quarantine. And I know that's really relative because we've got all these variants going on, but the aftermath of what happened over these past 18 months or however many is really starting to come to light. And I think we always try to come from a place of transparency and compassion and really just ultimately wanting to help you ringers through this wedding planning process but it's hard to do that in a way without saying like, we're going to just share a little bit of the behind the scenes right now. And we hope you hear us and our hearts in what we're about to share. Yeah, we are desperately not trying to be like, oh, here's a pity party. But like, I definitely have seen couples be frustrated with the lack of availability for vendors, the just a whole bunch of things that we're going to go through today. Yeah, buckle up. Yeah, so everything that we're about to share it comes a lot from our own personal experiences, but a lot of this is, like I said, deep conversations with people that we're having, and I can't go any further without giving a shout out to some really incredible planner friends that I have throughout the country who have been my absolute rocks and foundation human beings throughout a lot of this pandemic. So a lot of this is coming from Dan and I, but I also want to give a little shout out to Berlin Martin of Berlin Events in Columbus, Ohio, who was on in episode 77. You heard her talk about boundaries. Sarah Welch from Eventful up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Siri Roman of Social Maven in Buffalo, New York. And Savannah Griskevich of Your Inspired Event in Fresno, California. These four incredible women really helped me. As y'all know, I always kind of outline this episode so Dan and I can talk through it in a way that hopefully makes sense. But they really helped share and share their hearts in things that they're seeing as well, which again, aligned with what we're seeing. But as Dan says, we're going to peek behind the veil and kind of go from there. And honestly, all of it stinks. It stinks for everyone out there who had to postpone. It stinks that as we're getting new people that are engaged, that they're coming in at this point. But really for the couples that had to postpone, I think what's interesting is you saw the industry at its best and now you're seeing it at some of its worst because there's rebuilding and restructuring that seeing to happening. It's not ever fair to say, hey, lower your expectations after all that you've gone through because that's not right. But it's also not fair, I think, if we don't recognize that there are some major limitations at play beyond all of our control. So as we jump into this conversation, that's kind of where we're coming from with all of this. And I hope that that makes sense. <laughs> it's received as well as I want it to be. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so as you come back from vacation, Dan, I want to start with the idea of what we're seeing with this emotional and mental exhaustion that's now really kind of colliding at the same time with the physical exhaustion as weddings come back. Yeah. I mean, how many articles have you seen pop up? And maybe since this is like a different stage of life for many people out there, if you don't have children or things like that, you wouldn't know about this. But how many articles have you seen about parents being just pushed to the brink because they're trying to balance kids being at home and they're trying to balance working and all that kind of stuff. Well, many people out there, many wedding pros are self-employed, right? So you're trying to run a whole business, not just be a worker in a business. And you're also trying to manage your couples, like the amount of bandwidth this 
past two years that has been used up by so many of us. I mean, Danielle, we talk about this all the time. We just want our couples to be happy. And that requires so much of us to put that out there, right? Like you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're pouring into your family cup, and if you're pouring into your client's cup, and you're pouring into your business cup, and you're pouring into the social cup, sometimes there's not a lot left over. And for many of us, there hasn't been any time to refill our own cup. Yeah. Cups are definitely empty across the board. And while every couple who had to postpone their wedding, it hurt and it hurt deep. Like there was a grieving process. There was all of that that had to happen. And for vendors like Dan and I, not necessarily all the vendors out there, but for vendors like Dan and I, who have always said, we're there with you through every step of the process, we're along for the journey to use Dan's words. Like we went through that postponement with you times every single couple that we were working with. So it did, it got to a point where our roles really shifted into something much different, something none of us were trained for to be therapists and grief counselors. Like we were trying to really do that on top of, like Dan said, keeping our business open and how do we navigate this and how do we put these new structures into place while not having all of the tools or the answers. Like we couldn't Google how to stay afloat during a pandemic. Like that information really wasn't out there for any of us. Yeah. When a whole section of our business is just gone in an instant. Yes, exactly. And there was like many, many months of this exhaustion and just being very drained as with every human being on the planet that was going through their stuff. But now what we're finding is as weddings are coming back, that mental exhaustion is being met with the physical exhaustion. Like it's all colliding in a really strange way because at least here in Pennsylvania, things came back very, very quickly. There was no lead up. Like I was expecting a little bit of an on ramp and we went like straight up the hill. Like we made a 90 degree turn and went straight up. So it's a lot. Yeah. Very rarely do I book more than one wedding in a weekend, right? It depends. Like there has to be a whole bunch of circumstances that all fit together in order for to make it happen. And this year I came back with two double weekends in a row, just because of the way that things fell. Like if a couple says, Hey, are you available on this date? I got to do everything in my power to be on that couple's date, right? Like nobody else, at least in my opinion, and with the work that I've put in and the journey that we've been on together, like nobody else is more suited to photograph their wedding than I am. It, it came back balls to the wall, right? The best way I can describe it. <laughs> I always wondered where that phrase came from, but we won't go down that rabbit hole now. But yeah, we're effectively trying to pram two wedding seasons into one. And yeah, everybody's really trying to do their best to just still continue to show up and serve and do what we can. But for a lot of businesses, that is happening on one year's worth of pay because of all the shifting that happened. Yeah, like the best way to describe it is if couples from 2020 have paid for their wedding or paid for most of the wedding. And they say, okay, we're going to postpone to next year. Now, all that money is now transferred to the new date, depending on the agreement you have with the wedding professional. But that new date is taken up by a couple from 2020, right? So you can't book a new wedding which you would a new wedding to get a new pay and all that kind of stuff on that date. So now you've got one year's worth of payment spread over two years. And your option is work on that pay that you have or book more weddings and become more exhausted in order just to meet baseline. Yeah, exactly. And like, hey, that's the chapter we're in and we're suiting up. Like we're going, yeah, we're really flipping tired and we're still showing up and we're doing that thing. But 
there's just repercussions that are happening because of it. And that's, again, why we're doing this episode is so that we can share a little bit about like, so this is what's going on behind the scenes. It's not just that like, oh, vendors have had this like year and a half off and what have they been doing? And why are they not super excited to jump in and like plan my <laughs> wedding? And why won't they return my stinking email? There's more to it. Yeah, I feel strange talking about this, right? Because so much of what like happens in my business happens here and it stays in my house and I talk about it with my wife. But then when I show up on wedding day, it's go time. And I've been sick on wedding days. Well, I've had like stomach bug, whatever. Over the last 12 years, like some crazy things have happened, but my couple would never know the difference right? Like all that stuff stays back here. And it's like a switch. Literally, like I could be having the worst day, bad things could be happening. And the moment I get out of my car and walk into getting ready, I literally switch a flip, switch a flip, flip a switch and it's go time. And so this does feel very strange because the last thing I want is to be saying, oh, woe is me, you know, pity party over here. I'm tired. I'm tired. Right. But like, it's a very strange time. And I remember having a four hour conversation with one of my couples when we got back together after postponement and their engagement session was two years earlier. And an hour and a half of that conversation was talking about mental health. She's a therapist and she was like, it's easy for me to say to my clients, oh, this is your trauma. I'm not going to pick that up. But she's like, we're all going through this together. And it's just like sometimes both sides sharing what's going on allows people to just have more empathy for each other and bring people closer together. So that's the way I think we're trying to approach this is just sharing from both sides. So we both can just have a little bit more love and a little bit more connection and grow with each other. And it's going to be all the better for it. I know. I feel like at this point, we're either all in therapy or we should be in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm back in therapy because I have found that, yeah, it's helped me so much when I needed it. So it's, whoo, yeah. But let's talk about logically, right? So I know I am booking much farther out than ever before. Going back to what you said, you don't often take on more than one wedding in a weekend. I can't take on more than one wedding in a weekend because of how my work and my process is structured. So because of that, our dates are limited. There are real estate on our calendar. That's what we sell effectively when we're talking about all of these things. So when I get a new inquiry or something like that, the amount of people that I've had to say, I'm so sorry, but I'm not available is massively higher than ever before. And I know you're in the same boat too, Dan. Like it's, whoo, that calendar is filling up wildly fast. Yeah. And the opposite is true for me is so many couples are reaching out saying, Hey, are you available in September? Are you available in October? Right. And, you know, we're recording this in August now and they're reaching out one, two months in advance, but like, I'm solid. Like I cannot take another wedding in 2021. I mean, I have days physically open, but my family would hate me. <laughs> <laughs> or forget what you look like. <laughs> or forget what I look like. So there's this balance and it's everybody's tight right now. Like there's just no possibility for me to be able to take anything. And I feel bad turning these people away, but like I can't even turn them to friends of mine because they're all in the same situation. Like in quote unquote normal times, you know, a lot of my friends and I refer business to each other, but neither of us can send anything to anybody, even starting for next year in 2022, because things are just so jam-packed and busy. Yeah. And that's okay. Our industry is going to find its balance again. But right now, 
we're not at that balance point yet. So we're sharing so that you know if you're newer coming into planning a wedding or recently engaged and like starting to put feelers out there and decide what date it is, we wanna give you this information so that you know you're giving yourself enough of a runway to book the vendors that you want to be working with without having to have a lot of vendors come back to you and say, I'm so sorry, but that date's not available. So if you need to book a little bit farther out, you can do that. But this includes even the things that normally you wouldn't need to be booking super far out, like hotel room blocks. We're seeing a major shift in hotel room block availability because it's not just weddings that are happening. It's all kinds of gatherings and events that are really coming back to life full force. And those events are booking these hotel room blocks much farther out. Transportation too. Vehicle fleets are incredibly limited. We used to be able to get transportation figured out like six to eight months in advance, really without much problem whatsoever. Now I'm doing it like 10, 12 months in advance and going, do you have any buses available? And they're like, yeah, we have one bus available, but we need to book it quickly. Inventory is moving. Yes. Again, that's okay. But this is the reason why. So that's not to scare you. It's to say, okay, we need to be proactive on our choices, make sure that we're getting our decisions in, making sure we're getting our vendors booked and on to the next to do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that you'll definitely see is many of the wedding pros out there, when they were postponing weddings, they didn't charge any change of date, postponement fees or anything like that. And so now that weddings are coming back, you may see a percentage increase in just what things cost as people start to try to recover from a year that was damaging to the bottom line for many of us. Yeah. A market stability surcharge is popping up in some areas just to help offset all that happened because again, it's two seasons worth of weddings now trying to be crammed into one. They had to somehow keep either lights on or businesses maintained or something throughout that time. So it's hard for those that didn't charge for postponements during the balance has to come into play there somewhere. So it's really, really tricky. Was that a term that you saw somewhere? Did you just come up with that one? Market stability surcharge? No, that actually came from my friend Berlin out in Ohio. She had said that they're starting to see some of that pop up. We've seen it other places too. I mean, I don't know if it's always that exact term, but the idea behind that is what... Did they say anything about like a percentage or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that a lot with florists. I mean, some florists in their contract have always had that like, hey, our pricing is really based on the market. This could fluctuate a little bit here or there when we get closer to your wedding. But most of them had a cap, or at least that I saw, had a cap on how much it could fluctuate. So obviously, you know, if you budgeted $5,000 for a wedding, it couldn't go up to $25,000 without your thumbs up. So you had that like little bit of like understanding of where it could go. But because of that, which moves us into the next thought, there is a major supply chain issue. Big time. Even with food. Yeah. Food's tricky right now. Demand is now doubled and supply is still recovering. Like I said, florists are seeing major increases in their costs. And I don't know fully the behind the scenes, but my understanding is weddings weren't happening to sell these flowers to. So now twice as many weddings are happening and they're still growing the same amount of flowers as they have every year um, and they can't service it. Rentals are for more limited. Oh my goodness, staffing. (laughs) I know you work with a really tight-knit group of second shooters and things like that. But the consensus across the board is that everyone's really having a hard time finding people to work. Yeah. I mean, I have to find a second shooter for a date coming up because my normal is unavailable and it's tricky to find somebody. But with me, it's like on a small scale, like I can email some friends and get some things. But speaking like of 
factories and things like that where enough workers aren't back because there's still certain COVID distance restrictions and social distancing in place in some of these factories. So where a factory that might typically have 100 workers now only has 75, or maybe there's less people in the fields or whatever it is. And there's just a whole bunch of behind the scenes underlying issues that as things start to ramp up, and hopefully if you're listening to this in the future, you will know, but there's variants and things coming out for the fall. So hopefully that won't slash things even further and we'll be able to slowly get back to normal. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we want everybody to be as safe as possible, but it is hard when businesses are expected to still produce at that same capacity when there's other limitations at play. I mean, a lot of it, too, is people that worked in the hospitality industry had to find other jobs during the pandemic. So a lot of our go-to people are no longer available because they had to find other work, which is super understandable. But we're seeing with hotels, caterers are struggling with it. Anybody that has like really big staffing, it's tricky. It's really, really tricky. Yeah. One of the things that I've also seen is if you're a single photographer outlet and you go to a wedding and you've got several weddings booked for that week, or maybe you've got multiple weddings in a weekend and you have the potential to get COVID at the first wedding, what happens to the next weddings you have? There's a risk associated with attending any event when you're the person who's going to 500 or several weddings a month and you're around 150, 200, 300 people at every single event. Yeah. I mean, from what science tells us, like even if you're vaccinated, which it's very good to be vaccinated, but there's still a risk when you're around hundreds of people each weekend. And from what I've seen, most people are not wearing masks here in Pennsylvania at weddings because it's in most parts of Pennsylvania, not mandated, but it is, it's every event I do. If I like cough the next day, I'm like, oh God, (laughs) am I feeling okay? That was just a cough. I think it was just because my throat was a little dry. But it is this whole new thing of what you have to think through because it's not just a matter of getting sick. Quite frankly, and I think the gods might strike me on this one, but like I'm less worried about getting sick than I am about what that means for the next event I have to be at that weekend. Because like you, Dan, I've worked through being very sick at weddings with colds and stomachs and kidney stones. Good Lord. I powered through with nobody the wiser and probably sucking down like NyQuil or DayQuil rather, like out of a straw <laughs> to like power through. But it's a much different thing now with a moral responsibility to say like, I cannot be around my next group of wedding. It's a really real, tricky, tricky thing to navigate. Yeah. Even when if you have little babies or kiddos at home, like I know one of my past clients, they went to a funeral. She's the only one who was vaccinated at this point. And they went to a funeral and their three-year-old got it. Their nine-year-old got it. Husband got it. Like this is several months later and they're all still dealing with not ramifications, but lingering issues. And it's just a bummer. It is. It's obviously a nasty, nasty virus. But yeah, you're right. What we do by nature puts us in crowds of really loving, huggy, wonderful people. (laughs) They like to hug. And I am one of them. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what. When we were kind of in the thick of the whole virus, like I remember last May doing a outdoor, everybody was fully masked wedding. Because at that point, we really didn't know anything. This couple said, this is our date. We're getting married on this date. And that's it. And they did it. And they're actually having their big wedding coming up in a few weeks here. But I remember not 
being able to hug my couple. And what was weirder, because I know this couple very well, we've gotten together many times at their engagement session, but also she works at a hospital. And after they got married, when they kind of came around the corner, her mom was staying there and this bride was like, mom, I can't hug you. And this mom was like, oh, come on. It's okay. It's okay. And I just remember being in situations like that. And for me, it feels weird because I'm a naturally huggy, lovey, touchy person. And it's just tricky when like that used to not have to be something that I think about. Like it's a whole other set of things that take you out of the flow of being in the wedding, right? Like it's the best way I can describe it. Right. So much of what I do is helping and holding and and let me hold your bouquet while you do this thing. And you're suddenly like, let me just do some antibacterial and then I will hold your bouquet. And <laughs> just My hands are so sticky and dry and smelly. So many weird antibacterial smells and soaps by the end of the day. It's wild stuff. Yeah, for sure. As a planner, I want to touch on something that I'm really feeling, and I don't know if you're necessarily seeing this as much, but so much of what I do is based off of my SOPs, my standard operating procedures. I have procedures and I have processes and I have everything that makes sure that all of the many, many things that I have to do on the back end, as well as things that I have to make sure I'm doing on the front end are happening. And when all these postponements started happening, there was just so much adjusting, so much of my usual flow and all of that. It was like somebody stabbed a giant hole in my balloon and it was just like, were we taking on water in our balloon? Stay with me. Here we go. But what I'm also seeing is, you know, that's not just me that was affected by, it's all of the vendors. So as a planner, it's really right now about not just double checking stuff, we're triple checking details from postponements just to make sure of, yo, you still have this correct date because we're on now our third date. And I just want to make sure that like, you're good on your end. We're good here. Are you still planning to come at this time that we talked about a year ago? Like there are so many things. And I think planners in particular are really working overload right now to not only double and triple check our own work, but we're also having to double and triple check every single vendor that we're working with because we feel like that's, I do anyway, I feel like that's my responsibility and my duty to the client to make sure that they've got those extra eyes and ears on everything. And I tell you what, the amount of mistakes and missing information has been way higher across the board because of everything that we're talking about here, the staffing, the supply, the exhaustion. It is real right now. I also feel like the stakes are higher for you, right? Yes. <laughs> like I focus on one area of the wedding. And it's not difficult for me to not be touchy-feely and to just stand back and be a passive observer, right? Like that's kind of what my job is. I'm a third observer and like I get paid to be a people watcher. It's awesome. <laughs> but like you literally have to be in the thick of it. And one of the things that I've always said about you that I love so much is your dedication to knowing as much or more about your couple's weddings than the couple does. And now you've got this other layer of stuff on there that like each venue has their own set of restrictions and things that they've got in place. And you've got to learn those and you've got to know what ceremonial locations do things. And there's so much added onto your plate because you're in your fingers in every part of the day. And as if your job wasn't tricky enough, I was actually thinking about going into wedding planning at one point. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I have the mind for this. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never <laughs> thought about going to wedding planning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, I'm the kind of person when I put my mind to something, I can do anything <laughs> except 
Except wedding planning. Except wedding planning. (laughs) We're just going to leave room for the unexpected and it's going to be great. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. There's just this whole other layer of things, especially wedding planners are really having to think about. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. Our job, I feel, has always been that our job is to know everybody else's job and what's happening. And I would just love once to go into a meeting and just focus on like one singular category or subject. (laughs) Like the amount of switching that our brain does. And on the wedding day, especially, I have a team of wonderful people that help me because I am only one physical human being with two hands and thankfully two legs. But they help me very much. And it is still, there is so much processing through my brain at any given point of, okay, the cake isn't here yet. And okay, the flowers should be here soon, but the cake is running late. And does that affect the flowers? I should give them a heads up. And let me just let the caterer know real quick. And all while we're doing family photos, like that's all while that's happening. (laughs) All while we're doing family photos. It's a lot. And that's okay. But what I've always felt really good about in my job is that I'm usually the person with the answers. And as we look to the future, it's really hard for me right now because I don't have all the answers. There are still some uncertainties. We certainly have the experience now in like postponing events and moving events, which is good. I'm thankful for that new thing I can add to my resume, but we still don't have definitive answers as to what's going to happen. And when our job is literally to have the answers, sometimes it just feels awful, especially for those couples that we've really helped through. And oh, I want to go back to what you said before. So I like how my brain works. My brain is good at remembering the like little details. And I like that. That's one of my superpowers and why I do what it is I do. And once all these postponements started happening, it was such an interesting thing because what used to be like uh, Jen and Tyler's wedding happening at this place with this photographer and this caterer and that florist. Well, when they postponed the first time, they lost the florist. So then it went to the other floors. But when they postponed the third time, they were able to actually get that first florist back. So that other florist did that other thing. And like all those details are like, who's your florist right now? (laughs) I know, it's really strange. I really have to check my notes far more often because I'm scared that I'm operating off of old information. (laughs) Yep, I asked one of my brides, I was like, hey, so we talked about in like the last meeting about getting ready at the hotel and me coming there, but you seemed like on the fence about that. And she's like, Dan, we're getting ready at the venue. And I was like, uh... (laughs) And I've never (laughs) mixed up a timeline like that before. That wasn't on the wedding day. No, no, no. That wasn't on the wedding day. That was like the final call a couple of days beforehand. But still, like you kind of pride yourself about knowing the things, having your stuff together. And I just remember being like, I put my foot in my mouth and I owned it. Like it was stupid. Everybody's bandwidth is low right now. And we laughed and it was fine. But still, like it's my job. Like I have one job and that kind of stuff has never happened before. But it is right now. And I think everybody has a little bit of grace for each other and has to have a little grace for each other and, you know, have a little laugh doing a lot more laughing right now. You need to. And I think that's where you and I really try to work with people that they are human, we are human, and everybody knows that we're showing up and doing our absolute best. And sometimes those little human errors happen. But I am with you. It feels awful to make that like, oh my God, yes, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. And I mean, we also have major heads up. We've got a whole new slew of vendors coming into the market as established vendors are shutting their doors. So for me as a planner, I lost a lot of my respected and established vendors that are my go-to people because they just couldn't keep the doors open. But as with any major world event, new vendors are coming into this market. It is very natural. It is a good thing to a certain extent for those that are like, 
taking this wonderful leap and finding their passion and doing what they want to do. But there's other things to consider with it. Yeah. Like I have another platform. One of the things that during the pandemic, I decided to do start coaching other photographers. And so I follow a lot of photographers on Instagram. And it's amazing to see how many new photographers there are because during the pandemic, the same thing that happened to me where I was sitting around saying, well, you know what? It's time for me to finally put the money where the mouth is. I know I have a different approach towards photographing weddings and I'm going to share that approach and I'm going to take the leap and start coaching photographers. Some people out there said, you know what? It's been time. I love photography. I'm going to start photographing weddings. And like you said, there's this whole new crop of wedding professionals that are out there who said it's finally time. But yeah, it's a major shift. Yeah. And I think you're similar to me. We started our businesses shortly after the recession back in 2008. We got into this industry in 2009. So that's normal. The same thing happened then. It's part of the cycle of the balance of life. But I think as you're hiring, it's good to know what experience that person or company has that you're hiring because the experience that vendors who worked through postponements and worked through these past many, many months is really invaluable as we continue to kind of navigate these uncertain and unprecedented times, which I think that's the first time we may have used unprecedented, which is good for this episode. Yeah. What are we like 15, 20 minutes in? We're more than that, aren't we? Far more than that. Yeah. So that's a good thing to keep an eye out for is to say like, okay, who is this person we're hiring and what kind of experience do they have? And maybe they're fresh faced and ready to take on, but it's just really good to know, I think. But all this to say, I think the best path forward for you, our wonderful ringers out there, is just to continue to do your best to operate from a place of grace and compassion for everybody involved. Remember that we are all human and we are living through the exact same pandemic that you're experiencing. And kindness is going to go a very long way. That doesn't mean that you can't stand up for what you want and need or you can't express concerns or whatever it is, but doing so from a place of grace and compassion and kindness is something that I think all the world can use more of right now. Yeah, we all have this shared experience right now that allows us to be sympathetic to each other because we've all gone through this experience together and we've all experienced this thing together. But it also requires empathy where we have to be able to stand back and look at the situation that, yes, we all have this collective experience, but it doesn't mean that we know exactly what we each other went through. If you've got kiddos, or if you don't have kiddos, or if you know somebody who passed away from COVID, there's all these different things. The set of circumstances that has brought each of us to today is so different, even though the framework of the last few years was the same. And I think that we all need to just approach each other with a little bit of empathy. When I was talking with some of my couples that I hadn't talked to in a year because there was nothing to talk about, everything was in flux. And a lot of the times we started out by just saying, how are you? Like your wedding's in two months, things are actually coming together. You know, it was postponed three times. How do you feel about that? And some couples are like, we're ready. Other couples were like, we can't believe that it's actually happening yet. Like until we're on the wedding day, like we can't feel it. And everybody just approached each other with this like extra layer of empathy because we've all been handling it differently. And I think that is really, that brought us together. So yeah, just a little dash, a little peppering of empathy on here too. Yeah. Again, you and I, I think Dan on the whole have been very lucky to work with the people that we get to work with, but 
that's not the case for everybody. And some of the things I'm hearing really break my heart on both sides. But yeah, I mean, from a practical standpoint, going forward, book your vendors a little bit earlier than you think you might need to. Like we said, a lot are booking two or more years out. Read your contracts. This is very important. Know what pricing might change. It's not definitely going to change, but I promise you if it was ever going to change, these are the times that it was going to. (laughs) So make sure you read and understand. Know what your options are if you choose to postpone versus if you're required to postpone because those are two very different things. Know what it means as you're entering into this contract because we've never had to fall back onto our contract language more, I think, than we have in the past year and a half. So it's not just a terms and conditions on iTunes anymore that you're kind of checking the box to. Make sure you read, understand. If you don't know something, ask and say, hey, I don't fully understand this. What does this mean? And that person should be happy to kind of talk you through it a little bit. Absolutely. And the last thing is just communicate. Keep the lines of communication with each of your people open. I think by far, every single one of your wedding pros is going to be totally there and open to answering your questions. They might have maybe a slightly longer time answering some emails. I know that I went from, if I'm having this like moment of vulnerability here and peering into my life, I went from being able to drop my kiddos off at daycare and coming home and having six to eight hours to work to me being full-time dad and working two, three hours a day now in the afternoon, right? If I get a chance to work in the morning, that's exciting to me. But my life drastically changed. So naturally my communication has unfortunately changed a little bit. And hopefully that going forward, like that's where I put all my time and energy, but yeah, just keep those lines of communication open. And I think that is going to keep everybody from letting things boil or bubble up too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. That communication is important, but also keeping up with your obligations. So if you're given a due date for information that that person needs, it is more important than ever to make sure that you're getting them that information. Because like I said before, everybody's procedures and processes changed a little bit. And with that, everything is just a little bit jumbled. So making sure that we have the information that we need from you is so humanly (laughs) needed right now. Answering emails promptly, just the same as you want your vendors to respond in a way that is timely. We want that same thing from you. And oh, a very important thing, please respect your vendors' office hours. So everybody works differently and chances are that there's probably some hours of the day that your vendor either sleeps or like maybe spends time with their family. So if you're going to be emailing them, to me, email is fair game. Whatever time you email me, I really don't care. But watch your texts. Um, Try to be mindful if you're sending text after their office hours, if that's something that they allow or whatever it is, because I think everybody right now really wants answers and really wants information. But I want to stand up for our vendors and say that we, just like everybody else, have hours that we work and hours that we really try hard to peel ourselves away from what we love doing and spend time filling our cups with our families and feeding and eating and maybe yoga or something. I don't don't know. Uh, These are whisperings of things I hear people (laughs) trying to do. (laughs) And again, it goes back just respecting that everybody's human and that we're going to all get through this together. And we can do it with a little bit less hiccups and hurt if we do so kindly and with compassion for everyone involved. Yeah, Ringers, we love y'all. Y'all are awesome. We appreciate you. And we just want to let you know, I mean, so many of you have all been vulnerable with us and asking your questions. And we thought it was only fitting also to 
let you know what's going on in our lives, you know, and what we're seeing across the industry as well. So we can all just get out of this thing a little bit better. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Put A Ring On A Podcast. Before we wrap up this episode, we just want to send some love and gratitude and hugs to all of our patrons in the Ringer Club. We would not be here without you. Thank you so much. You are the best. Absolutely. And let's be real. Things are way easier when you have a solid support system who is going through it right alongside you. So please join the Ringer Club community today at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. Just click the link in our show notes. The Ringer Club is the best way to support the show and receive direct access to Danielle and I. Plus, you have an entire community of Ringers helping too on Facebook. Membership is just eight bucks a month, and we have a limited number of spots available at a lower monthly rate where you get all the same benefits. Again, that's patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. Another way you can support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, where you can catch some more tips, see Dan's amazing photos, and watch some of our behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Follow us at Put a Ring on It Podcast. Okay, Ringers, remember, we're here to help you. But no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding's going to be amazing. Because you rock. Until next time, Ringers. All right. <laughs> so this might be like a groaning kind of dad joke i think it's kind of funny it's, it's like a slow build you ready yes did you hear the one about the farmer who planted a light bulb in his garden no it grew into a power plant <laughs> stupid but awesome it's a good one it's a, it's a tried and true dad joke that's good yeah you hear that one before no no i haven't heard that one before good i actually go to a dad joke nightclub every week so you know it's good that I, I didn't overlap nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice.